Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. What is going on everybody? My name is Connor Lawler. Welcome back to another week of Movie Mondays. This is the Heroes for Hire podcast. We are back again talking all the week's movie news, entertainment news, and just generally having a bit of a chit-chat about everything to do with film. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Odd Mean. Sean? Uh, hello, Connor. Did you get caught in a mouse trap halfway through saying my name? <laughs> it was lag. It's la- you know, it's, it's, la- oh, it's, it's a classic lag. Of course, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Hasn't yeah. happened for like three hundred episodes, but now, now here's the lag. <laughs> um, so, Sean, this is Movie Mondays, and I know a lot of people were expecting one thing from us this week, mm. um, and I'm kind of heartbroken, but we didn't get a chance. To watch everyone's the movie on everyone's lips, most anticipated movie of the decade, Moonfall. Uh, that is Moonfall. Um, we've had several messages from several people on social media. To ask I've had eggs those. thrown at my house. <laughs> no, these, these people are the nice people. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the people around you, yes, also. But uh, they're like, guys, what about Moonfall? When's the review? Ryan Evanson, one of our patrons, messaged and said, do I need to watch it? Because <laughs> I'll only watch it if you're reviewing it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's high praise indeed, Ryan. And so I, d- I think we can safely say we will be watching it. Next week, though, will be the review of Moonfall. Yes. Uh, because we so need- next week's the big day. Yeah, we need to give everyone time to see it. We don't want to spoil Moonfall on people, guys. Oh, boy. Yeah. And I mean, it's in the name. But it's the sun isn't falling, is all we're saying in the movie. Oh, but no, but it's like it's like titling something The Death of Superman, Connor. Like, yeah, you know what's going to happen, but how do we get there? That's the so thing. When, when is it going <laughs> to happen? Probably how, the third act. <laughs> what are the ramifications of the, the moon falling? <laughs> By the way, the tweets I have been reading about moon... So this is, if this is your first episode, uh, Moonfall is, an, <laughs> is a movie that is a disaster movie that is coming out. Um, and it is just... It's a bit of a, of, of a favourite of ours because it looks so terrible that we want to review it. Now, we will also talk good movies this week. Um, mm-hmm. There's some movie news to discuss. 
if you if you are interested in movie news or if you like what you hear, we would really appreciate a like, a review, whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on. But first and foremost, Sean, yes. I wanted to start with the thing on everyone's lips that was Moonfall. Oh. Because I was like, we weren't reviewing the movie, but what news could I gather? You know, we wanted to, we wanted to keep it fresh, keep it, keep it in people's minds for yeah. next week. I mean, look, Moonfall is going to be at the forefront of everyone's minds for decades to come. It's going to be the Star Wars of our generation, I think. I mean, I can only I can only assume James Cameron is shaking in his boots because oh. he knows Avatar is now dropping the fort. Man's is quaking after this. <laughs> He's got it in his submarine. He doesn't even want to look at it. He's like, I'm getting away from the moon. He's getting as far away from um, the moon as he can. <laughs> Going down. <laughs> um, but, Sean, the news this week is Roland Emmerich has made it quite easy to bring up some Moonfall news because two things. One, we have Moonfall crashes to Earth with just $700,000 on opening night. <laughs> I mean, that's more money than I have, guys, you know. Success in my book. How much did Moonfall cost to make? <laughs> uh, oh, what's the what's the over a hundred million dollars? It was a lot of money. <laughs> they spent a lot of money on Moonfall. <laughs> if you haven't seen, by the way, the trailer for Moonfall, go watch it right now. One hundred forty million US dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the greatest movie of all time. It's good in a slow start. Yeah, yeah. Slow start. It's a ramp. It's, it's, it's gonna get up there. It's one of those unappreciated gems that like has to like mm. people. It, word has to get out. It's the baby driver of disaster movies. I think. I love the idea. They spent a hundred and forty million figuring out a way of bringing the moon CGI crashing to Earth, and then they put it out and they don't make a million dollars <laughs> on the opening night. Well, that's like maybe maybe it's too soon. See, we did also get a big asteroid movie on Netflix recently, which might have hampered this a little bit. Mm. But well, Jackass uh, Forever c- took in one point six five million dollars. Well, that didn't cost one hundred and forty million dollars. The moon doesn't this fall. This is also true in Jackass yeah, Forever. Le- I would say there's less pressure on Jackass, seeing as though it's a few lads with a camera, exactly, rather than <laughs> rather than these lads who have like spent so much money. Look, if. You- so what if you spend $140 million and make 2% of that back on your opening oh. night worldwide? That's not... Is it, is it 2%? Is it even 2%? Two. Under a million. 14 million would be 20%. Oh, right, okay. Of, We're doing some maths. So then 140 million is 2%. Oh, uh, se- sorry, 700,000 is 2% of 140 million. He knows everything. He knows everything. I've been um, doing quick maths in the background with Google. I, I just have, uh, I mean, a few questions from this. Because this caught me off guard, obviously. Mm-hmm. Because I was like, okay, well, Spider-Man is going to finally get knocked off number one spot once Moonfall hits the theaters. And we've been talking about this for months. We've been bigging this up. We've been hyping so Moonfall. So now I've, I've come to the conclusion that our listeners are the only people who have watched this movie. And, I mean... I mean, that's great for us, right? Because what's the price of a cinema ticket these days? We can extrapolate <laughs> listener numbers from this. <laughs> um, Sean, Roland Emmerich, his latest disaster movie, Moonfall, I have one question. Mm. Are disaster movies maybe something that probably died out in 2001 or I, not? Well, I mean, it's, maybe, 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 they're, maybe, maybe, maybe the movies, Connor, are a bit of a disaster, you might say. Oh, uh, <laughs> But, I mean, 
Look, I don't... Look, I'm going to break character for a minute. I don't particularly like disaster movies. What are you talking about? Moonfall's the greatest movie ever. But that's it. I think we're so far past when they were good now that now they're just funny and they're jokes to be laughed at. Yeah, no, I think this is the worst idea for a movie of all time. And that's why I, I, I wanted to succeed because I feel like it's so terrible... It might just goddamn pull it off. Yeah, because this is because like this is an original concept is the thing, and a lot of arguments against cinema at the minute are like, oh, it's all comic book movies and superheroes and you know f- uh, amusement park cinema to use Scorsese's terms. So if an original concept like Moonfall can't do well, oh well, what does that like? If you Gun to Martin Scorsese's head, asked him to pick between <laughs> Spider-Man No Way Home and Moonfall. Which does he think is the better film? <laughs> By the way, Roald Emmerich uh, also directed Independence Day 2012, The Day After Tomorrow. They're all basically the same movie. It's all just, you almost see all the different cities collapsing underwater or like just getting shook frozen to all at once. Frozen, or just some sort of disaster. Um, John Hughes is driving away on a collapsing motorway. Oh, it's a great scene. Oh, it's a great scene, folks. <laughs> but Sean, funny you bring up Scorsese and who to pick, if he'd pick Spider-Man or disaster movie Moonfall. Oh. Because... Somebody asked Roland Emmerich um, what the story he was. Now, look, I feel it is quite cliche. They do a press tour. Somebody asks director A, who's not involved in superhero movie, what do you think of superhero movies? And then when they don't give a completely full positive answer, wow, they hate superhero movies. the torches. Bring the pitchforks, boys. That's what we say. (laughs) Now, Roland is kind of different because we actively don't think he's very good before the comment. So yes. it's it's interesting in that we were like, Jesus, he's done the same movie for 25 years and people just keep paying him money to do it. And fair fucks, get it if you can. Oh, if I could do people... it, I would. In a heartbeat. <laughs> you copy and paste his own homework. <laughs> yeah, and changes it very slightly. This is just <laughs> yes. 2012 in space, let's be honest. <laughs> but Roland was asked about, you know, how he felt, because, you know, Moonfall didn't open with the best, the best open, and what was to blame for that? Um, and he said, naturally, Marvel and DC Comics and Star Wars no. have pretty much taken over. It's ruining our industry a little bit, because nobody does anything original anymore. He's done there. Which really he's, caught he's, my eye. Wow, okay, so he's, he's really just deflected, hasn't he? He's just... <laughs> Like, he's brought out a scapegoat. Look, once again, if Scorsese comes out and he says, I don't like superhero movies and I just want to do my own movies, you're kind of like, oh, well, he's fucking Scorsese, so fair enough. Yeah. Do whatever you want. He knows what he's doing. He made Joker, essentially. (laughs) (laughs) That's the biggest irony. (laughs) You did Joker, Scorsese. But, um, like... If someone who comes out and has done, like, non-stop Oscar winners or, like, one of the giants of the thing and you're just yeah. like, oh, not a big fan of them. I don't really like them. They're kind of ruining what I want to do. Okay. You can still have a conversation, but you can still also have, ah, yeah, but they're pretty good. Roland yeah. Emmerich coming out and saying that nobody does anything original anymore because of superhero movies and Star Wars movies being maybe ruining the industry a little bit. Um kind of 
is the silliest comment I've ever read. <laughs> yeah, like it's it's like Ben's like Ben Stiller looking at Tom Holland and being like, "That's the end of acting right there." You, like it, it's just like you're punching down a little, or you're punching up. I don't know what you're punching, but it's the wrong target. I think because to say that they don't that they are nothing like they're nothing original. And look, I feel like a lot of superhero movies are very dissimilar. Oh uh, yeah, but, but like. Never has the phrase posh kettle black <laughs> applied <laughs> so viciously yeah. to this comment. Like, Roland, like, surely you know the kind of movies you make more than anyone. Like, you... And, like... He, I'm sure he's just saying that to drum up press for Moonfall. I don't oh, know yeah. that that's what he actually... Because I would imagine Roland, Roland Emmerich, of all people, would love superhero movies. Like, big, loud, action-packed set pieces designed to just, like, be kind of turn-your-brain-off kind of entertainment. And sometimes there's portals in the sky and all, and, like, everything's collapsing. Big Statue of Liberty fell down. Roland! Have you seen Spider-Man? There's a big shield breaks through all the scaffolding. I love that. Just bring Roland in and just be like, show him the end of Winter Soldier. Just be like, see? They do it too! <laughs> They're doing the same thing! <laughs> but just with people that. T- characters people like? I yeah. suppose. Lovely characters that people have empathy for and feel things. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Here's but- Jake, man actor. <laughs> Who's in Moonfall? <laughs> Sam Tarley is in Moonfall. Pa- Patrick, Patrick Wilson. Patrick, is in of course. Yeah, um, yeah. Halle Berry is in Moonfall. Okay, she's pretty uh, good. Donald Sutherland, who's a, an actor's actor, he's fairly he's royalty good, in terms of acting. Actor, he, he, yeah, Kiefer's um, dad. Oh no, I'm yeah, but Kiefer is the star of that family. For all honest yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sense, do you know what's so funny? Right, Kiefer Sutherland is a very famous actor, very successful actor. But for some reason, when I think of him, I always think of him in Pompeii. <laughs> That's like the emperor dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's my reference. And like he's in so many good he's in things. Twenty four, like, very famously. Oh, and I've seen all of twenty-four. <laughs> I'm like, oh that's the guy from Pompeii. <laughs> what is That's insane. That's how I think of Kit Harrington though, so I can't say much. But but I think it was because I was in the cinema. Does anyone, by the way, remember the movie Pompeii? Roland, you would oh, fucking love Pompeii, Pompeii is like I also I was really excited for Pompeii, genuinely, because there's a book mm. called Pompeii. And it's about this aqueduct engineer figuring out that a volcano is about to explode because the water has sulfur in it. It's this whole great thing. And I heard that they had bought the rights to a movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I was really excited. And I liked the book a lot. And then they made Pompeii the movie. <laughs> and it's just like, it's it's just nothing. <laughs> it, well, it's, it's real bad. But I, I think why he stands out to me, this is such a stupid sidebar, but why he stands out to me is because I was sitting there going, oh, do- or, oh Kiefer, what are you doing here? Oh, Kiefer, you're, you're better, better than, than this. this. Like, you're so much better than being a weird evil dude. Why does Pompeii need an evil villain? We know who the yeah. villain is. There's one antagonist and he's a million tons big. <laughs> This giant lady will kill us all. (laughs) 
excellent reference, Connor. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so yes, Moonfall taking a bit of a hit in the box office. We will hopefully be able to big that up next yeah. week. Oh, you're um, getting two tickets at least, boys. At least two tickets. I might go three times just in case. I want to. Mm. I want to like take it all in. Now I always seen Spider Man twice, but I think Moonfall deserves a triple viewing. The old triple threat, Moonfall. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so, Sean, we're moving on to our next piece of news. And okay. I f- feel like this is going to be a blast from the past. And I've chosen... Right. This, I think this episode is a bit... Two sa- stories to start off with a bit of nostalgia. So if it is your first show, I do apologise. But long-time listeners, very long-time listeners, will know what I'm talking about when I just say one character from the X-Men series, otherwise oh. known as... Gambit. God damn it. Oh, poor Channing Tatum. He was so hard done by for so many years. <laughs> so, we started this show at the height of Gambit being the next big fucking thing with Channing Tatum leading the charge. It was going to be the biggest thing in, the, in Sony at the, at the time. Or was it Fox? It was Fox at the time. Fox, Fox had the X-Men and they were going to do... They had this thought of doing a bunch of, like, solo mutant series. Um... And we oh, got that was Logan. Even before then. That was yeah, before then, but um, Gambit was talked about oh. in that, like the Origins movies. Taylor uh, Kitsch. Taylor Kitsch. Yes, that was it. And he was meant to have his own spin off. But then Channing Tatum came out and he was like, oh, I'd really, I'd really love to play Gambit. I really like Gambit. And he mm. appeared like in a Gambit t shirt at an X Men panel at Comic Con, <laughs> being like, I'm going to be Gambit. And you have to imagine, like, when this came out, Channing Tatum at the time is one of the biggest movie stars in the world. In terms of, like, he's very big now, but, like, back then, he's coming off... um, Magic Mike. I mean, Magic Mike and 21 Jump Street, back to back. Yeah. And, like, and then My Name is Jeff, like, that came out on social media, like, for, like, a month or two. And it's like, Channing Tatum is, oh, it's amazing, 22 Jump Street, which isn't as good as 21, but... Still a quality film, enjoyable yeah. all of the and time. So Channing Tatum, he's at like the height, and he what he says, "I want to be Gambit." I was like, "All right, there's this really cool character, and there's this guy that everyone likes who wants to be him." This seems like the biggest slam dunk of all time, and they just they foxed it up. They did um, fox it up pretty hardcore. Like they just it just kind of wallowed in production hell for years and years and years. Like. There was a script being written and then people dropped out. It got to the point that I think Channing Tatum was like willing to make it himself. Like he would finance the production. (laughs) Him in his backyard with Jonah Hill playing every other X-Man. It was him and uh, his producing partner Reed Carolyn then said after multiple years, years of being told, as you said, production of hell. Um, they said, we'll co-direct it, we'll write it, we'll produce it ourselves, just leave us alone and we'll do it. And Vox was like, no. No, we don't <laughs> want that. We need to control this character and make sure he does nothing ever. And so it got cancelled and then it got brought back and then it got cancelled again. And we never really discussed the fallout. But what really caught my eye was a headline this week was Gambit movie getting cancelled, traumatised, Channing Tatum. I'm not surprised, <laughs> honestly. Because I, I don't know why that movie didn't happen. On paper, that's a slam, as you said, it's a slam dunk. It's Ryan Reynolds playing Deadpool. Literally. Of, oh, this is easy. Yeah, yeah, if they had just done... 
test footage of Channing Tatum in the Gambit outfit that and leak quote unquote leak it online, that movie would have been made in seconds. And and Deadpool had already come out at this stage. So I yeah. mean the production company, like Ryan Reynolds and all them, they surely should have like they all they had to do was Fox if Fox had said, Hi Ryan, mm-hmm. who, who's the production company behind Deadpool? Okay, well we they we also worked with them. Get that whole team together. Let's work on a Gambit movie as well. Do the exact same thing. Marketing-wise, like production-wise, we can make it for $40 million. Hopefully it makes a load more money. We do a team-up movie. Yeah, but I guarantee that like they were like, oh, well, like Wolverine Origins and like the Wolverine, they didn't do great. So we don't want to do a Gambit movie if Wolverine didn't sell. Like, that's <laughs> so, their logic. Channing is asked, he's doing currently doing production, and this is the first time he's really talked about what all went down. Yeah. Um, and he was asked, like, what happened? And they, he said, they wanted anybody but us, essentially, because we had never directed anything. <laughs> so they wanted Jesus. anybody but Channing, but then they also wouldn't go find a director. So Channing's like, okay, well, I'll do it. And they're like, no, we don't want you, but we're also not going to. Well, like, he might not be a director, but he knows how movies are made. Like, he's been in a few. So, like, let him try it. Give him 40 million. Like, that'll be nothing to, to Fox at the time. And just give him that money and say, like, do your best. They, they would call him flamboyant in his description. He's talking about Fox. I would not call Gambit flamboyant. No. He's just cool. I couldn't understand why they called him flamboyant repeatedly. I, I, I guarantee it's because he has, like, pink in his costume. Like, that's absolutely the reason. But he's not... Fl- he's this, like, charming as fuck dude. He's Channing Tatum. Like, he's really yeah. charming and handsome and confident and cool. And, like, he's... There's no reason that Channing Tatum should not be the man to play him. Uh, um, and also, hope- by the way... Go, sorry, this last quote really yeah. caught me because it's actually genuinely so sad. Because clearly this man is viciously just hurt he's yeah. carrying those feels and um, he's like once Gambit went away I was so traumatised I shut off my Marvel machine I haven't been able to even see any of the movies wow. I love that character it was just too sad it was like losing a friend because I was so ready to play him I really wish they would reconsider because it's a pretty great project maybe someday <laughs> Channing you need to you, he needs to sit down and get drunk with Kevin Feige is what needs to happen <laughs> And they'll just make it happen. Like, how? You're chatting to him and he wants to do your movie. Just hire some people to do it. Just give him a crew. Give him 20 good good lads and some cameras and he'll, he'll make it happen. Like, now, what if, right, in like 10 or 15 years, they're like, they're doing old man gambit kind of storyline. But I don't think an old man Gambit works unless you've had young man Gambit. No, that's true. That is true. What if you just have Gambit? What if we just make Gambit? How old is Channing Tatum now? Not not to get ageist, but I mean, when he wanted to do it, I think he was like around Ryan Reynolds' age. First Deadpool. I think they're around the same age. Yeah. uh, Let me... Channing Tatum... 40? 41? He is 41. Yeah. So... Okay. I mean, like, there's nothing to say Gambit can't be probably 45 again this movie gets made uh and he could still yeah, because play I, I'm not, yeah we're not thinking now like today we're thinking like by the time it gets picked up and cast it's gonna be five years from now yeah so and, and like and the mutants are with marvel now as well and there's no indication yeah, that they're being 
Like, surely get on the phone to Kevin and be like, Kevin, come on. Because if they're listening to fan castings, like, which they might be given, like, rumours of Doctor Strange and things like that, like, surely you pick him. If, 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 if he puts Krasinski as Mr. Fantastic, he's definitely putting Channing Tatum as Gambit. It, it, yeah. And then bring in Reynolds, and then you have... You have a who do you else? Oh, bring Hugh Jackman back in, but have yeah. him play Gambit. Channing Tatum plays Wolverine. Uh, just It'll call be great. it a day. Yeah, and then Charlie Cox, he can play the thing. Uh, Taylor Kitsch, he is. Uh, this is fantastic. Love it, love it. Invisible <laughs> Woman, we'll call her. <laughs> no, no, he's his own character. <laughs> he's a completely separate character. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, so adding to the Fantastic Four lore, I love it. Changing Fantastic things up. Of course. Of course, of course. Uh, I mean, like, I, I just... When you have an actor that's so good and so game to do a project that he's really excited about and willing to make on his own, I don't know how you don't give that some backing as Fox, you know? Also, uh, researching this story, just to finish off this whole thing, just because, Channing, mm. we, we hope you get Gambit in the end. It seems like you're still traumatised. Um, I feel like I found my favourite headline I think I've read in about six months, and it made me laugh for several minutes. And I don't even know if it's that funny, but I just felt like you need to know that this headline exists online. Okay. It's a very small one. Channing Tatum says Magic Mike's last dance is all about the dancing. Um, okay, so <laughs> I, I should hope so. If it's his last one, want leave it Somebody all on got stage. paid to write that. <laughs> People get paid to write all kinds of shit articles now. Magic Mike Tree. It's all about the dancing. Uh, thank you very much. That'll it'll get bums and seats. Um, <laughs> so we're moving on to our next piece of news, Sean, and it's a follow up to last week's story. Oh, because Dwayne the Rock Johnson popped up last week, um, and we were discussing thing, right. A video game, yeah. So he has been signed on to a video game movie, which notoriously always go very well. Especially um, for The and Rock. Especially if you're The Rock. And so he, I mean, he's had a few, but this time he said, I'm with one of the biggest. I am with one of the biggest movies. We are going to absolutely nail this. I've signed on to do a movie. The mysterious video game movie has been revealed, apparently. Oh. Um, right. As reports now claim that it is reportedly Call of Duty that is being remade. Oh. Oh. Oh, it's the dullest answer it could have possibly been. It's so dull. It's just a war move. It's just like guns. It's shooty, shooty, gun, gun kind of movie. Which is. Xy's doing FIFA. We're going to do the two of them. Literally. Like, oh, it's Forza now. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Why is that being made into a movie? How is that, like... Okay, so there was just a war script and they were like, oh, we have the Call of Duty license. Let's just... Let's just slap that on it. That's definitely what's happening, right? Uh, Yeah, like, they just took a script that was just floating around. And they're just like, that's close enough. Yeah. Something I call soap. I throw them in. Sorry. Yeah, that's the thing. Those... Games already have, like, fairly popular stories and characters within those stories. I've not played any since, well, like, Modern Warfare 2, but it's... Well, I mean, they, I mean, I look, I think for Hollywood, they look at that and they go, okay, well, what makes the most sales? I'm mm. assuming Call of Duty is probably one or two. Um, so they definitely think, okay, well, that must be the best. 
because it makes the most sales logically right. yes um, numbers really, wise I would I would go so far as to say normally Call of Duty doesn't really give a shit about the storyline you might have a five hour campaign but they're going to put a lot more t- features into online multiplayer because that's where they got famous that's where you yeah that's um, what, and that's where you can sell microtransactions as well exactly uh, you got a microtransaction to shit out of them um, and so <laughs> not that there's anything wrong no there is <laughs> but, there's a lot wrong um, with microtransactions it's, it's not great it's not great it's not good um, but like that is how you would look at if you were looking to make money but alternatively if you wanted to make a good movie there's about I would say every other movie or every other game that could probably make a better movie <laughs> than Call of Duty yeah it's the most base level like video game to film adaptation I could possibly think of and also we, what did we, we said God of War last God of, week like there's an amazing unreal story already and just like you can expand on that you can do a whole new take on it and like Call of Duty then is just it's just going to be a boring reskin of some war movie and if you like Call of Duty's whole thing uh, recently has been like modern warfare you know like it's not like uh, World War 2 and things like that it's like you know in like streets and buildings and all that kind of shit which if you want that just watch Extraction with Chris Hemsworth do you think Extraction did really well and yes. they're now just like oh we need more of this what's a license well, we extra- have Extraction did well and Rampage did well that The Rock is in and they were like right so we need a video game movie like Extraction fuck fuck oh what do we, what do we have Battlefield uh, oh, no no it couldn't be no couldn't Brothers in Arms that. Road to Hill 30 I think Brothers in Arms is already a series I think it is actually <laughs> yeah. the star Tom Hanks oh shit did it that's Saving Private Ryan no it's Saving Private <laughs> Ryan but he was also in a different war one that had Brothers in the name I thought Band of Brothers Band of Brothers. Band Maybe of Band brothers. of Brothers. No, no, it's completely understandable, Connor. It's the same thing. It's, the same <laughs> it's just thing. a different name. What if we did, oh, I don't know, James Bond, Goldeneye? Huh? I mean, the, <laughs> the Rock's like, I'm doing this brand new video game movie, James Bond, Goldeneye. <laughs> that would be like five levels deep. I would love that. <laughs> and nobody's like... So you're the James Bond? No, no. no I'm no, no. doing James Bond Goldeneye, the I'm video game. The protagonist of James Bond yeah. Goldeneye, the video game, the movie. But, so your name is James? No. No, 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 no. No, it's, I'm, he's like, he cannot grasp the concept. And it's, he, it's not. he keeps trying to tie it back into video games. like, And it gives the player so much control. So I'm like the player. <laughs> I hate this mostly because it's the most boring answer they could have possibly done. Yeah. We like The Rock. Rock, I mean, do, do something weird. You've got like trillions of dollars in your yeah. own production company. Pick something cool. Do Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. Do. You just love Kingdom Hearts. I just love Kingdom Hearts. It's very, very good, Connor. Do mm. Assassin's Creed. But he's a massive assassin. And he They've stands already out. done Assassin's Creed. With Michael Fassbender, of course. <laughs> It wasn't you very genuinely, good. Genuinely forgot that existed. Oh, yeah. I've blocked that movie out completely, Connor. <laughs> they made a whole movie on that. And it was real bad. Really because what bad. they did was, and this, this might actually play into what we're discussing here, they took a massive name, a massive video game, uh, and they just kind of, ah, yeah, we'll skim it. 
Why do people like it? Ah, I don't know. Fucking nerds. Nerds like it. Okay, yeah. let's just do something like that. How long is this game? 25 hours of content? No, that won't fly. No. No, 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 no. no. Well, we have Fastbender, so it can't, it can't fail. Because, can't fail. Like, can't go wrong with Fastbender, guys. Big name. We've got a big name actor, big name property. Why do we need to write the story? We'll just make it up on the day. Sells itself. Built-in fan base. Those three words have destroyed so many films. <laughs> I hate those three words. <laughs> um, yeah, look, unfortunately, Rock is currently doing... We Well, the report states... Yeah. Uh, game of Duty. Game of Duty. Game of Duty. Line of Duty. Line of Duty, the TV show. Um, look, uh, we're not... We're not bad, Dwayne. We're just disappointed. Very bitterly disappointed, I would say. In you and Fastbender. That's that's you're after opening Fassbender. that up in me again. But you see, Fastbender, he's Irish, so we have he to is. forgive him. And he also has that train scene in the X-Men movie. God, oh, I just remember the train scene in the X-Men movie. Okay, I'm back on board. I watched that on YouTube the other day. Me too! I watched yeah. it's like it's one of my liked videos and it just comes up every so often. <laughs> What's the name of the movie? Dark Phoenix? X-Men Dark Phoenix, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot even the name of the movie. I just know it as X-Men movie with train scene in it. I watched that whole movie recently. Uh, No way. Yeah, the whole thing. Why? I watch terrible movies on Disney Plus whenever I'm alone in the house. I just have them on the background. Yeah, so I've also watched Fantastic Four 2, Rise of the Silver Surfer recently. But I have that on DVD as well, thanks to you. Um, Yeah. But yeah, the only bit that holds up in Dark Phoenix is the train scene, I can confirm. Mm. Which is weird, because it's a very good cast. Anyway, we, we actually did a review of that movie in, like, episode 5 or something. I can't remember. Good God. I can't remember what it was. <laughs> um, it was a long time ago. Um, so we're moving on, Sean, to our next piece of news. And I know you're going to be excited about this, because... Hope so. It's about Eternals. Oh, um, okay. And it's about your favourite character in Eternals coming back. And that is... Gilgamesh. Gilgamesh. Yeah! Yes! Fuck yes! My boy! My boy Gilg! Big G, we call him! Okay, I would give anyone 10... I'm going to say euro. That's just our currency, Sean. Mm -hmm. Uh, 10 of whatever your currency. If you could even describe... Which one is Gilgamesh? Gilgamesh, he's the strong one. He's the one who looks after Thena for years and years and years. Oh, He's kind yes. and strong. That's his whole thing, Connor. That's his whole thing. And he likes cooking. He's a good cook. Very, very good cook. He likes to brew his own beer. He lives in Australia. What more facts do you want about Big G? Now, I will admit... <laughs> Big G in the house. I will admit that I seen this headline and I thought to myself... Which one is Gilgamesh? And then I had to do a bit of research to try and figure out which one he was. Disappointed. Legitimately. Mm. Like, I love Barry Keown in that, but Gilgamesh was like the one I was like, he's just the nicest person, so I like him. But that's why he had to die. Yeah, bastard. But how could he possibly come back, Connor? Well, another dead Eternals character is expected to return in a future Marvel project, Sean. Yeah, Um, I heard this, that... uh, can we spoil Eternals? It's on Disney Plus. I assume we can spoil Eternals. I mean, it's also it's not very good. Yeah, <laughs> Icarus <laughs> flew into the sun. Okay, yeah, uh, it's presumably dying. However, I forgot about that. <laughs> a man flew into the sun. We just have to come to terms I, with that. I feel like I've blagged out that movie. I watched it like twice, and then I just just nothing. Just didn't want to know about it. The, um, but also, it, it kind of makes sense because those, 
the, the Eternals weren't organic, so that's why they weren't damaged by the snap at all. Huh? Huh? Big, big, big thoughts. But there was a thing on TikTok, uh, and uh, the, uh, some a stunt ma- I- Icarus's Richard Madden's stuntman's sister put out a thing being like, "Oh, <laughs> fuck off!" My- First of all, this is not news. This is absolute hearsay. No, but she was his like, brother's sister's aunt's niece's no, daughter. No, 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 So this stuntman's sister okay, was like, "Oh, my brother." Uh, is just just got recast as someone who's coming back in the MCU, and people like obviously the internet fucking went insane and like found this woman and her brother. Turns out he's mm. a stunt, he's a like body double, pretty much exclusively for Richard Madden. <laughs> First of all, fair, fair play to you, lad. Fair I mean, play. If you're going to be a stunt double for anyone. Yes, I'd, I'd be Gilgamesh myself, but well, that's just if, me. If, some, if I had to pick someone and someone said, you look the spitting image of a famous actor, I'm like, I'd like to be Richard Madden. I'd just say, if I, look, Lord, if I could have a choice to be reincarnated <laughs> as Richard Madden, oh, I would. Um, but it turns out maybe he's playing Gilgamesh, Sean. Maybe he, maybe he is playing Gilgamesh, but like... Maybe someone... Maybe someone should need us to get onto Gilgamesh's stunts doubles, sisters, brothers, uh, his ad twice removed, and maybe her husband is playing Gilgamesh. It's possible. It's possible. Uh, is that the person you said was coming back, or is there is there more news on people coming back? Uh, so the terms? news is that Gilgamesh is apparently signed on for another MCU project in the near future. Right. Um, Ma Sook, who uh, also known as Don Lee, who portrayed who portrayed the Eternal Gilgamesh in the Marvel Studios film, um, mm-hmm. and of course he uh, didn't make it to the end due to the fact he was the only nice person there, so he had to die. Had to die immediately. Yeah, he had to die. Um, and so he's apparently rumors is that he's going to be coming back in a future movie. Now they don't say which movie, but are we? To expect that it will possibly be Doctor Strange? Could be. Um, like, there's a lot of projects upcoming. He'd be a good catch for Secret Invasion. Uh, oh, yes. Like, it would be a... Because he'd be, like, he would meet Tina, possibly, and there'd be this whole thing of them reconciling and her being like, oh, but he's not really Gilgamesh. And he's like, the way we learn about the Skrulls in that. That could oh, be a way to I go about it. I never considered that. I mean, do you feel like Secret Evasion is with all the scrolls? That's the Disney Plus series. Yeah. Um, and that they can impersonate anyone and be anyone or anything. So are they going to use that as a free a free hit to bring back all your favourite people? I think that I think that's going to be like the cameo series. Being like, oh, isn't it interesting to see that person again? But it's very we- it's it's going to be strange to do because there's only been so many deaths and there's only and all of the characters have had key developmental moments so kind of saying oh all of that just happened to a scroll that doesn't it's not super satisfying for the audience i would say so we said rdj was a scroll when he died yeah that'd be odd wouldn't it or if captain america when he went back to be with the love of his life if he was a scroll Aunt May, scroll. I think we just every emotional scene turns out to be a scroll. All these people are alive, just hanging out somewhere. Yeah, Natasha Romanoff, big scroll, huge scroll, big scroll, big scroll. Um, did you see also? This is news, but um, 
obviously Tom Holland uh, did the interview with um, the two other Spider-Men last oh, week. Oh, yeah, that was a really nice interview, just, just seeing them hang out just together. Nice. There's an interview that exists with the three of them just having a chat. There's, like, life in Andrew Garfield's eyes again, because that man was it, so it, tired of keeping it, secrets. <laughs> you can see the weight has been lifted. He's now just happy. I feel like he's younger. <laughs> like, but they they, call, they called it out because they were just like he's promoting like two movies this year and he just is constantly on the press tour being like are you in Spider-Man? are you in Spider-Man? Yeah. are you in Spider-Man? he's like no I'm not but like it, what's he gonna say yes I am and then Kevin Feige trains the sniper on his head no not gonna happen the red the red dot is always there somewhere <laughs> um, <laughs> Feige's developed a clear dot so no one can see it <laughs> <laughs> Channing Tatum's like get me in on that I want a clear dot <laughs> Channing um, looks in the mirror and he's like trying to focus on the clear dot <laughs> just give me gambit um, so Sean I feel like are you excited to have Gilgamesh back or are you like myself couldn't really give a shit because the Eternals not that great uh, I, look I really like Gilgamesh I thought the Eternals was fine so I'm mm. excited to see my boy back I really like him. Uh, I also think he might just be back in a flashback. Or like he's someone that Tina talks to when she's on her own. That kind of shit. I could also say that. He seemed like a nice boy. Let's just put him in movies. Yeah. Um, People like working with Don Lee, it turns out. Yeah, he's a nice man, I'd say. Um, We're going to move on to our next piece of news. And Sean, this one really caught my eye just due to the fact that it starts off with three words. Godzilla TV series oh very interesting so if i said to you godzilla tv series what do you think that they'll be focusing on uh godzilla reckon like tokyo isn't that usually what the, what the tv series is about but what if we wanted to do like modern cgi right. but on a tv series budget oh oh no Is it like a baby Godzilla? Like a much smaller Godzilla? No. The MonsterVerse will be bringing the Godzilla TV series to Apple TV. And it's set that it's going to be focusing on Monarch and the timeline between the movies where we see all the humans and what happened in the world. Right, okay. So very little godzilla going on. So the new synopsis of the show reveals the series will seemingly take place between the 2014 Return of Godzilla and the King of Monsters sequel and will focus on Monarch and how they and how they and the human race deal with the knowledge of the Titans' existence in the world, Sean. I mean, surely, like, most of the world is just fine with it, though, I would imagine. Like, how much effect does it have on day-to-day life for most people? I, I just admire the balls. Godzilla TV series. Let's focus on the fucking humans. <laughs> yeah, that's what everyone comes here to see. But like, you can't have God. You could never have Godzilla show up in that series. Like, because no. the first time it you happens, see his tail. He's always leaving scenes. He's always going right into the sea. Yeah. <laughs> but like, what's the what's the drama here? Like, what's where, where what's the interesting hook there? It's like, is it going to be? Are they going to have other monsters? Because then Godzilla will just have to show up and fight. And then they'll have this to, to me remi- 
this reminds me of um, Gotham PD that is going on with the Batman yeah. movie. So we're going to take the one people want to see in the movie. What's going on over to the side, though? Yeah. If we don't have enough money to pay what's going on with the main characters. What's going on when he's not around is the question. What do <laughs> regular boring humans... Because, like, this would just, there, there's a, it's just a world where Godzilla exists. And he goes to sleep for, like, six years at a time. But what's interesting about that? Because it, it... And is is the whole, like, Godzilla fan appeal that you just get to see various blurry photos of Godzilla that people have taken within the confines of the TV show? Surely this is a bad idea. This is a terrible idea. I don't want to be negative. I think Apple TV is struggling for content. Ted Lasso's pretty good. But I mean... Does anyone need a series that is just a bunch of people talking about the last time they seen Godzilla? What was he up to? I mean, like, what do you do? Because there's going to, I think, I'd imagine there'd be one camp of people that would be like, okay, Godzilla ultimately saved today. And then there'd be another camp of people who are like, we should go kill Godzilla. Oh, I'd like to follow those people. That's the thing, because that's the group you'd want to follow, isn't it? To They're see, the interested ones. Yeah, to see what happens. So what if it's like a weird underground Godzilla resistance force of humans who are gearing up to kill Godzilla? And the last scene of the last episode is just them running to Godzilla and just a big foot just stomping them and then they're all dead. Yeah, like the Nickelodeon intro from the early 2000s. <laughs> Like, you can't show all of Godzilla, but we have just enough money for his foot or his tail. Which one do you want to be killed by? Yeah, what happened was we found the original suit that they used for the original Godzilla TV series. And we have that in front of a green screen. So let's just see what happens. They cut, they cut back to, like, Power Rangers style, where the city's small and they just have a guy walking around in the suit. I just realised how you make this show great. Go for it. The- plot of this show is that they're making a TV show about Godzilla <gasps> and they're trying to do it with no budget and so they have yes. the suits and they have the miniature Tokyo and all this kind of shit <laughs> now look we could be completely wrong maybe they have 200 million dollars set aside to do know. Godzilla multiple times in this series but I would bet a lot of money that if Apple TV are bringing it they won't really probably have a budget of $500 million to do 12 episodes of Godzilla constantly appearing. No, I don't think so. Are people clamouring for this, though? Like, is this a big... Do people want more of a fleshed-out timeline of the Godzilla-verse? Um, the monster-verse? Uh, I mean, even if they did, would the humans be the one they wanted to be fleshed out? No. I would prefer to see Kong growing up on the island. I would like to see Kong growing up, or I'd like to see Godzilla training for the Kong fight. I would. Ra- I don't think Godzilla does any training, though. I think that's his downfall. He's, ultimately, he's arrogant. He, he's like he's the lad who walks into the gym, takes a sl- slow drag of a cigarette, puts it out, bench presses twice, walks back out. Yeah, he's like he's yeah he's like the grizzled old veteran who thinks he doesn't have to do it anymore, and by all accounts, he doesn't because he's just got brute strength behind him. But Kong is like Rocky and he's like he's doing pull-ups on a tree and he's like got two stegosauruses as kettlebells or something like that. (laughs) That's a series I'd watch. (laughs) I still don't have the budget to do Kong. 
No, they just they just film a real silverback gorilla. I just like doing various things. I just like push, nudge, tie trucks towards him. Lift it. <laughs> just like little sparklers underneath the camera being like. <laughs> <laughs> this is why they don't want to bring us in to do this show. Uh, Sean, I feel like this show could be absolutely forgettable. What are your thoughts? I think I've already forgotten it and I definitely mm. won't watch it. Uh that's just me coming down hard on that side of the line, Colin. That's that's very hard. That's that's a very strong stance to have. Wait, um, wait, 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 Connor. Oh, okay. This is the series where they build Mecha Godzilla, surely. Yes, yes. That's what the humans are but up to. For six episodes throughout this series, it's just like half a head on a table. And it, that's the set piece because they need to build the sets. Oh, so you have all the all the scientists are all there, and he's always just like half a head lying on a on a steel table, and they're always like, "Ah, you're out of order. We can't build this. Oh, we can. This isn't you just right." Wait and see, and there's one this dude who's like, right. he's really in love with the Mecha Godzilla, and he's like, "Oh, it's yeah. my child," and all this, and another one is like, "Oh, it's just a robot Godzilla, man. Come on, get it together." <laughs> Cut <laughs> back to robot. King Kong. <laughs> <laughs> and he's lifting the tie trucks. <laughs> he's like he's roller skating on like dump trucks at this point. Oh fuck. He's too good. He's too, he's too he's, good. He's nifty. He's nimble, so he is. He's nimble, he's got speed. <laughs> this is why Apple TV do not hire us to do their shows. They're uh, but they're, they're, we would make a bad one, but it would be more watchable. I think the worst case I could say for this is it might be boring. Yeah, it might. Yeah, it might just be absolutely nothing, uh, which is the yeah. worst thing to happen to any media. Um, so, Sean, we are finishing off this week's Movie Mondays with some pretty big news. Oh, um, and that is the news that Sony's Spider Verse has officially, after weeks of rumors, a long time of rumors and talk, has officially grabbed itself a Madame Web because. Dakota Johnson has been brought in as the Marvel superhero to star as Madame Web in her own movie. Right. That's interesting. Uh, Yeah, I think Dakota Johnson just, like, tweeted out a picture of a spider or something like that to confirm it. Wasn't that it? It was, um, yeah, that was confirmation. So first, earlier on in the week, it was just reports. They have Dakota Johnson. Normally, they're fairly decent at, like, bringing up a report if it's got substantial evidence behind it. And then, of course, she tweets out with the spider web in it. So it's like, put one on one together. Yeah, she, she is Madame Web. Yeah, and so, like, Madame Web is an interesting character to be the first spider person to introduce into that universe. Such a strange... Not that, like, there's anything wrong with Madame Web, but there's, like, no. 50 characters you could have done, and they're like, yeah, that's the one we want to go with. Now the, way, now, the reason I think they're doing Madame Web... So, Madame Web, I'm going to do a full report on her, um, on Hero or Zero, but on a very surface level... She is this old magical woman with connections to like all the spider people, um, and she like, it, it, like there's certain versions of her can like communicate across dimensions and stuff like that. She's like the Spider-Man version of Doctor Strange, um, and so the and she's usually a very very old woman. That's another thing. Um, now there is there is another version. There is um, Jessica Drew. Where- um, no, Julia Carpenter. Julia Carpenter, excuse me, sorry. Yeah, uh, Julia Carpenter, and she is also, she's got precognition and she also serves as a Madame Web. I think the idea is, like, 
she comes in and the old one is so old that she dies and then she takes over. Yeah, because uh, so, yeah, Julia Carpenter used to be Spider-Woman before being Madame Webb. So what you could do, I mean, very simil- it's very similar actually to like Shazam in a way. Yeah. So like she comes in we follow her character she comes across Madame Webb and is like I'm about to die tomorrow here's all my powers you can take them and now you can take over and and then she pulls Andrew Garfield into the Sony universe and then you have Amazing Spider-Man 3 I think that's probably what they're setting up I think that's what Sony definitely want to do yeah I, I know that, like, say, Tom Holland has been doing the rounds for Uncharted. And, I mean, I'm sure he's probably sick of talking about fucking Spider-Man. Yeah. But I I think, like, everything he says gets turned into a quote. But, like, one of them was that he would like to see to, uh, Andrew Garfield in an amazing Spider-Man tree. Now, they're probably just friends. And he's like, get that paycheck, Andrew. <laughs> get him in. Um, but I but, think like, they'd be mad not to make it, wouldn't they? Like, I think Andrew Garfield wants to make it. I think he kind of has gotten the bug back. He's he's like, he wants to get back involved. Yeah, because I think people were being like, I think he was asked, uh, oh, would you want to do a Amazing Spider-Man trait? And I think his reply was, where were you guys in 2014? <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, because nobody liked those movies. I, but I don't think anyone ever disliked him. I, I mean, there probably was people that disliked them. We probably even said, like, oh, he, he's lacking in this and this. But it's not until you actually see him in a strong scripted movie. Yeah, to like, see what he oh, can shit. do. And also, Andrew Garfield, since the last movie, he's done a series of Oscar-winning <laughs> movies. So Very he's pretty man. good. He's, he's pretty good at acting. And I would say he's probably improved as an actor since then. And I, think, I think he could be, like, excellent in that role of, like, an older Spider-Man. I, th- I really think so. And, like, I, I don't know would he remember the events of Far From Home. I, I haven't thought that hard about how that would work. But then my question to you is, how does Dakota Johnson and Madame Webb fit into Andrew Garfield becoming Spider-Man? I, I, I think you do the Dakota Johnson stuff first... Um, because I think Julia Carpenter, I think, was like may like given spider powers on purpose in a lab. I think that was her thing. Um, so like that can be she can be the first spider person, like in the Sony universe, maybe. Um, and then you have the older Madame Webb, who let's just say exists in every universe with a spider person and then passes on the powers later on but i feel like you need a movie with dakota johnson as spider woman first if you're going to do that yeah i I, but like if she just comes straight in as madame webb do you see madame webb as a character like in the comic books that would have her own series like, no, has she even generally. had her own series of issues? i don't think no she just kind of pops up in story like she's a plot point in a lot of cases. And look, that's fine in terms of characters. There's loads of characters in all the comic books, or almost, like, any any storyline at all. There's characters that just move the plot along, or there's characters that come in and they give our hero what they need to get to the They're next point. They're a mentor point. or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so it's, that's why when we see the Madame Webb movie going ahead, it, it really catches my eye, because I'm kind of like, that is such a strange one to pick, but they must have a really cool idea. 
Like they, it must be really strong the pitch. Yeah, it's such out movie. there. It's so out there of a character choice that there has to be a solid idea behind this. Like somebody had to come in and say, "I've got a a, a vision for Madame Web that's so good that you don't want to do Spider Gwen before you do this." Yeah. I, like and this might and it might be the other way that they they see this character as a way to create their own spider family for want of a better word in in one movie you know that's just like she's this old like she's this woman who's existed forever and can she pulls spider people from other dimensions plops them in the sony universe off you go here's here's all your spider men that you don't currently have yeah, so she, you're seeing her as this movie is like a conduit to all the other characters coming in. I think so. I think that like because she's so connected to all of the spider like people and spider totems and all that kind of shit, all the magical spider stuff. I think that's the only reason they would bring her up. Surely, is if you're using her as a way to access other spider people. It's kind of like in a roundabout No Way Home version where like, Kinda. let me see Peter, but we're like, we want to bring them in in a different way without Ned having the weird, having weird Doctor Strange powers. Yeah. Like you, and even like, if you want to connect it to No Way Home, just say that like, oh, when like that, the, like the Sony, uni- like call it out and just be like, this universe is, it, it's, it's broken. Like it's unfinished. Like there's things missing from it. And she puts it back together, kind of thing. Yeah, look, I think it's really, really interesting. Like, a really cool idea. Um, I really hope they don't put Dakota Johnson in, like, weird makeup um, to make her old. No, <laughs> just have her be her own age. That's Do you remember the way um, Prometheus? Oh, uh, yeah. Guy, <laughs> Guy Pierce, isn't it? Is, like, in real old makeup in that. That's very <laughs> unsettling. Real old ma- just hire an old man. I just think there's old ma- people, actors. Yeah, you hire Donald Sutherland, why don't you? Like, he would have been great. Get Rosemary Harris. She's still going. She's like 95. Get her in. Get her in. Like, that Like that kind of shit would be great, actually. Um, Je- she's uh, passed now, but Jessica Walters would have been amazing in that. As, like, Madam Webb. Or but, uh, Betty White. Get yeah. Betty White into some sort of Madam <laughs> Webb Man, role. that would be insane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I think it's really interesting casting. It's it's a very cool idea. I'm really intrigued just to see where it goes because like are they gonna they have a Madame Web but now they don't technically have a Spider Man because Tom Holland's in and out simultaneously. Yeah, but so, I feel like he just like I I feel like he's just saying I don't know what the plan is going forward, and everyone is interpreting he, that as oh, he doesn't know if he's going to do Spider Man anymore. Yeah, I think he would. He's kind of cut, probably. I don't want to speak for the man. I don't know, but yeah. like, if in in terms of how I would view it, is he's probably a bit run, not run down, but like you've done three of these movies, and the last press tour in the last movie was a fucking lot. I'm assuming yeah. he probably wants a break, and if they don't want to do a movie for two years, I'm pretty sure he's fine with that. And I, he's probably at the minute like I'll be fine if you don't bring me back. But I'd say two years from now he'll also get the itch to be like. Yeah, but like, I yeah, I got one more. We have a me. cool idea. We we've a cool idea to do it. Yeah, and I like. I know. I know. He said he doesn't want to do Spider Man for the rest of his life. Can't blame him for that at all. Um, and so, I would. We're, we're getting off topic of Madame Web, by the way. But like, just oh yeah, 
like but it's because she's such a a link to everything else that like you bring her movie in the natural thing is you go okay well that movie's coming in with the coach what does that mean for the rest of all these characters yeah like how does this affect like how does this affect venom is this the like morbius the vulture who's still like unexplained in a lot of this stuff we just need Madame Webb to beat up Jared Leto. Oh, yeah, we need Dakota Johnson to kick the shit out of Jared Leto. <laughs> so, I'd pay. I'd pay to see it. Um, so, Sean, that's actually it for this week's Movie Mondays. What a week, Connor. A lot of, lot, a lot of, lot of genuine news this time. We heard about my boy mm. Gilgamesh, Madame Webb, yeah. and Moonfall made money. Let's all take Next that to week, the bank. We're given an extra 20 euro Hell, by going to see it. But I think that goes directly to the theatre. I think it does. I think oh. it does. Right, well, would you like me to take us out then, Connor? Yes, please. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of Movie Mondays. We will be back on Wednesday with Weird News Wednesday, Friday with Hero or Zero, and next Monday with another episode of Movie Mondays. Big thanks to everyone who supports us over on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Heroes for Hire podcast. Shoutouts, of course, go to Waffles and the Morbius of Madness is watching the moon fall while Flash points at the Batman's death on the Nile. Kira Lawler, David Clark, Ed Ball, Joe Burney, Roisin the Wife Palmer, Ryan Wrighttime Evanson, Sean, Groyer Mo for a Bro Jameson, Dominic, Josiah Florida Gal Green, Anna Helmroos, Lil Dicky, the lads became the biggest entertainment, weaving their tales of Yor McGrew, Danny McLaughlin, Ray, I can't believe Wanda did this, Sammy Delucia, Michelle seriously cannot keep up with changing our name, Brown, and can't wait to spend three hours in Gotham, Batman for the win, Luke Hoth. Thank you all so, so much for the continued support. If you want to join those fine people, head on over to the Patreon. You get access to movie reviews like the Wild Mountain Time review that we recently put out. Um, Feedback includes, I can hear genuine hurt in your voices. So... (laughs) Look that forward to that. Uh, yeah, well, that film is borderline offensive. I'm fairly sure. I think the, you know what was funny was we were ga- we were like having a laugh, being like, "Oh, we don't like the patrons because they recommended it." But like several of them messaged us, and we're just like, "We're sorry." Yeah, <laughs> for making and your- so you should be. <laughs> no, no, I want to say genuinely, it's fine. But also, screw all you guys. <laughs> we hate you. <laughs> you just wait till real steel comes out of that hat. <laughs> We're going to review the shit out of it. <laughs> um, so yeah, head on over there if you're interested. Link in the description. Uh, you can also go to our merch store down below. Twitter is at yours for hire pod. The four is the number four. Facebook is Detective Development's discussion group. And Instagram is Heroes for Hire podcast. But the best way to ever help to ever help out the show is to tell one human being that we exist. Just the one, please. And I think that's about it, Connor. I think so. So I've been Connor Long. I have been Sean Lee. And we shall see you all next week, guys. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.